Hi, I'm Lauren. I'm Chloe. I'm Tiandra. I'm Callista. And today we're discussing the topic of Centoya Brown. Now we come to the main question that has been visible throughout many similar cases. Does self-defense have limitation for people of color? NBC News portrayed the case like this. I just grabbed the gun and I shot him. Tried as an adult, Centoya Brown was convicted of murder at just 16. She killed 43-year-old Johnny Allen after she said he offered to pay her for sex. During the trial, Brown said she feared the older man was going to kill her. Prosecutors called her a murderer, saying she robbed her victim. His friend spoke against Brown at a May clemency hearing. Johnny was loved and he is missed dearly. I am a completely different person. If you let me out, I will never go back to being that person. Her dream of freedom now denied as the Tennessee Supreme Court ruled Thursday that Brown will become eligible for parole after her 69th birthday. Brown said she suffered years of child trafficking, neglect, abuse, and rape before the murder. August 2004, Nashville real estate agent and youth minister Johnny Allen is found dead and naked with a gunshot wound to the back of his head in his Mosdell Drive home. 16-year-old Centolia Brown told police that Allen, 43, had picked her up at a Sonic drive-in. Brown said that she shot Allen because she thought he was reaching for a gun under his bed. Brown took money and Allen's keys after the shooting and gave it to her boyfriend, also known as her pimp, Cutthroat. Eventually, she was caught from evidence and surveillance cameras leading to a jury convicting Brown of first-degree murder and robbery on August 2006. According to social media and news platforms, Centoya Brown is due for probation on August 7, 2019, which caused the national attention of her case from the posting of celebrities to all social media platforms. According to Tennessee Code Title 39, Chapter 11 states that if you're not engaged in unlawful activity and someone approaches you and you feel threatened in any way, you have the right to protect yourself from any harm they may bring you. Also, June of 2012, U.S. Supreme Court ruled that mandatory life without parole sentences for juveniles violates the Eighth Amendment prohibitions against cruel and unusual punishment. The Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, which is considering Brown's case, said Tennessee sentencing laws are unclear to come with one clear verdict. Some sections suggest Brown's conviction should lead to life without parole, while others suggested she should eventually be released. State Supreme Court determined that a defendant sentenced to life in prison for a first-degree murder committed on July 1, 1995, will become eligible after serving a minimum of 51 years in prison. The rule also applies to 14 other offenses, including rape, kidnapping, and aggravated child abuse. I personally think Centoya Brown's sentence was way too harsh, especially since she acted out in solely self-defense. She was just a child forced into prostitution. This was not a choice. It was life or death for her. Brown, like we have discussed, if she was a white woman, this case would be completely different. She would be labeled a hero and praised for her bravery, but since Centoya is a woman of color, the justice system goes against her, which is sad for us people of color. Brown being granted clemency was also very remarkable. It's rare for people of color to get the justice they deserve. While people believe she should have been granted it earlier, which I agree as well, we should be happy for getting justice at all. Celebrities such as Meek Mill and Kim Kardashian are advocating for prison reform, and this case just gives more people more motivation to keep working for prison reform. It's not fair or even justifiable to try a 16-year-old for self-defense. I understand that many people might believe that Allen was this perfect, God-fearing man, but the reality is he still picked up a 16-year-old girl, knowing her age, and assaulted her. It's also safe to say that race plays into the situation because if the races were to have been switched, the outcome would have been very different. Black male murdered by a white teen 
out of self-defense. How brave of her to make it out of the situation and get out safe. This isn't the only case where his race has played a part in a case, but I believe the world needs to stop incriminating people for something that they wouldn't do to the next race. Because actions like this is why sick and deranged people are still roaming the streets free. Honestly, in my opinion, I feel like what they did to Fintoy was unconstitutional because I felt things were unfair. I feel like, and I know what she did was wrong, but she was in a tight position. She didn't, knew, she didn't know what he was doing or what to do at the time, so she did the only thing that she needed to do in that situation, which was to pick up the gun and shoot him. But the fact of the matter is that he was a grown man. He was a 43-year-old man. He had the option not to pick up the girl at the Sonic Drive-In, no matter what it was she wanted. He wasn't killed by her, and she came forward. Would he be in jail for what he did, or should he have been let go because he was a white male? In my opinion for this case, I believe that Centoya has been treated wrong. I know what she did, but I feel the main reason behind her having such a tough time throughout this case was not only because of her killing Alan, but also because she was a woman of color and a prostitute at that. During the time we were stating some of Tennessee laws that were looked at during this case, I feel like the one where you have the right to defend yourself is very conflicted in this case. You have the right to defend yourself if you're not doing anything unlawful, but Centoya was considered to be doing something illegal at the time. Yet, she felt like Alan was going to harm her, so she felt the need to defend herself because she knew about the weapons he had. How can we defend ourselves if we're restricted to keep in mind you can't be doing something wrong if someone decides to come at you wrong? In my mind, I think about it like this. If I look at other situations of it being cops shooting innocent people and they are trying to think logically and protect themselves, if you have a 16-year-old child, and yes, she is still a child, she is scared of what's about to happen to her no matter if she put herself in the situation, she isn't trying to think logically because as we see from the cops, most human reactions is to fight or flight. We have adrenaline running through us and much more all logic is thrown out the window. Prostitute, whether they are doing it for the need of money or their choice, they are still people just like everyone else. Yes, it isn't considered a high honor to others, but if it is a male or a female prostitute and they feel like they're safe before they perform their services, but begin to feel threatened or change their mind, shouldn't they as well have the right to protect themselves also? I think the justice system is very biased to who it protects and upholds because of what the other could be doing but mainly race now. It might have not been evident in the past, but it's become very visible now. It has been so many people of color put in prison for little things all the way to murders, but our Caucasian members of society have been and still are being treated visibly different. If Alan was still alive, would he still be considered this highly looked upon man if he had the intention to sleep with the child? Would he be able to stay around the children as a youth minister, or would he be labeled a sex offender like many men of color from the early 90s and 80s who were wrongfully accused? If Centoya was threatened and the deed was finished, would society then begin to say it was her fault, like they say for most rape victims? If we can't know for sure that Alan will receive the right punishment like he would have deserved, how can we be sure that our justice system isn't built up for the human race and not a specific race? Coming to an end, we'd like to say thank you for listening to our podcast and hope you enjoyed. We have worked our hardest on completing this task and definitely was passionate about the topic. Imagine yourself in Centoya's shoes for a second. No person would ever want to go through this and definitely wouldn't want to see anyone else or their loved ones do this as well. We are proud that Centoya managed to beat the case, but definitely not so enthusiastic about how long it took for it to happen. This case shows that there is always smaller details to state and even national laws in which we should keep ourselves properly informed as dutiful citizens. In no way will we try to be biased to the situation considering the case and some of the factors we brought up about the case can be 
a sensitive issue. While we couldn't do the complete justice for our feelings, seeing as it was difficult to put the proper words together, we've summed up much of them and didn't sugarcoat. We hope this topic helped inform you more of how people of color go through this situation but don't receive as much national attention as Centoya did. Sadly, this type of injustice is becoming a lifestyle for many, and future generations are beginning to learn this will never change. But we want change, and we want hope for us and those after us. Centoya's case will not be forgotten and continue to strengthen the perseverance of all of us. We would like to think everything will be good for Centoya and wish her the best. We just hope she can tell her story further now and people will have welcoming arms compared to the hate or pity in their eyes. We are young women of color who take our stand behind our people and will help to continue to speak out for us. This is us signing off from Impact Early College High School.